This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Last week, one of the biggest players on Wall Street made an announcement about a fundamental reshaping of how business gets done in America. It came, as any big business proclamation might, in the form of a letter. 4 a.m., we get this letter. This is Jeff Rogo, our investing editor. And we see these phrases like a fundamental reshaping of finance, climate risk is an investment risk, all of this Wall Street jargon. And what we realize is this is a warning shot. This letter, which is coming from the largest, most important firm on Wall Street, is a warning shot to all of the companies on the planet. And what it's saying is, if you don't start taking climate change seriously, there are going to be consequences. Today on the show, how climate change is making a Wall Street firm rethink the way it invests and how far the move really goes. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Wednesday, January 22nd. The investment firm that sent the letter is, as Jeff said, the largest firm on Wall Street, BlackRock. BlackRock sends out a letter every year. It's written by the company's co-founder and CEO, Larry Fink. Larry's letter, which is written very much as a letter from Larry to you. It's done in a very personal way. It's interesting that you say that, though, because it does open by saying, Dear CEO, which I'm afraid I I think am he not. keeps he well, he keeps different counsel than you and I. And uh-huh. so for, <laughs> yeah. for Larry, Larry's friends are other CEOs. Uh-huh. You know, those are the people he's writing letters from the front with. The letter is about what Larry Fink wants the CEOs he's writing to to focus on for the year. Some years, the letter is really dry. Like one year, it was about how to create a, quote, strategic framework for value creation. Other years, it's more idealistic. Last year, for example, the letter was about how companies should have a purpose beyond just making a profit. And the CEOs that Larry writes to pay attention to this letter because BlackRock is in a unique position to tell them what to do. That's because BlackRock essentially owns a slice of a lot of the world's companies. When you invest in the stock market or the bond market, you're likely giving BlackRock your money. BlackRock is the largest owner and runner of funds across the world. So your 401k, if you're just investing in a mutual fund, chances are you're in something that BlackRock ultimately owns. Correct. They have $7 trillion invested in companies and invested in municipal bonds, invested in everything in the world. And that makes them the largest shareholder of the world. And now, as the largest shareholder of the world, BlackRock said it will prioritize sustainability in the way it invests. And it said it will push companies to confront climate change as part of their business operations. It'll also ask those companies to publicly disclose how they're doing that. And to do this, the firm said it will throw its weight around in a few different ways. It'll divest from thermal coal companies where it can 
But the main way it will act is by using its power as a shareholder, by bullying companies into taking climate change more seriously. And it'll do that by casting important votes at important company meetings. Companies each year have annual meetings, and at the annual meetings, they maybe propose new board members who would replace old board members. They also propose pay, so both bonuses and salary, for senior executives. And these come out in proxies that you as a shareholder get. You probably get them in the mail, or you get them on your email, and you completely ignore them. Mm -hmm. BlackRock can't ignore them. It's their job. So what BlackRock could do and say, look, we don't think you've been very good on the environment. We are going to vote down your pay increases. We are going to uh. vote down the people that you've recommended to put on the board. We are going to go against what you would like to do because we don't think you're doing a good enough job on the environment. I see. That is a thing that they've warned that they would do, that they haven't done much of. And the, what they're saying in this letter is, we plan to do some of that if you don't cooperate as a company. BlackRock has actually been under pressure for a long time to act on climate change. Protesters have gathered outside BlackRock's offices around the globe, calling for the firm to, among other things, divest from fossil fuel companies. But BlackRock says it's not doing this in response to protesters. The firm said it's making this move because there's a business reason to do it. It says climate change is going to destroy economic value. Wall Street's focus is money. There's no surprise that the only thing Wall Street cares about really is, are we making money or are we not? So they don't really care if there are trees being planted in the forest or a company is carbon neutral. But what BlackRock is saying is that caring about those things is caring about money. It's the same thing. And I think what they're saying in this letter is climate change impacts our physical world. It's impacting our forests. It's impacting our trees. It's impacting water levels. It's impacting flood and fire risk. It's impacting these physical things. And ultimately, the finance world reflects those physical things. If there's a forest fire in California that impacts the price of homes in California, it impacts the price of insurance in California, it impacts muni bonds, it impacts the economy on so many different levels. It's the same thing for every industry on Earth. And so what they're saying is climate change has become this, in economics, if you're a really big nerd, you would use this term called externalities. Climate change has become the big externality that can screw up the business model of every company on the planet. And what they're saying is if it's a widget maker in Iowa, a hamburger maker in Detroit, or a financial firm in Hong Kong, that business model is under threat from climate change. And if BlackRock doesn't do something about it and force those companies to act about climate change, it will hit and hurt the companies that they invest in. And so now BlackRock is pressuring all of these companies, from the Iowa widget maker to the Hong Kong financial firm, to, quote, confront climate change. So what does this then mean to CEOs and to companies across the economy? I think that we have seen a lot of companies in this country cut down on their carbon footprint in little ways. Here at the Wall Street Journal, we don't have cups and the reason that exists is because we wanted to have a better carbon footprint. We don't want to be throwing away paper cups all the time. Some companies have changed all the light bulbs so they are more efficient. That is all this kind of thing. And I think companies have done something to improve their standing as a global citizen. And we see that in little micro ways. And what BlackRock is asking is, how can you do it on a macro basis? And not only how can you do it, but you're going to have to tell us how you're doing it. 
But whether any of this will actually work, and whether BlackRock should even be doing it, is after the break. This episode is brought to you by Volvo Cars. Distractions happen, but there are things that can help you stay focused, like the fully electric seven-seater Volvo EX90. It was made to help keep you and those around you on the road safe with LiDAR technology that can see what you sometimes can't and a two-camera driver understanding system designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Visit volvocars.com US to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Voice API, you get comprehensive call analytics, virtual assistance, automated speech recognition, and text-to-speech benefits across multiple languages. Developers can add smart voice functionalities into your app, giving your customers an easier way to reach you. And you can start collecting real-time data to drive more meaningful engagement to move your business forward. Learn more at Vonage.com. Welcome back. A key element to BlackRock's sustainability push is asking companies to disclose how they're addressing climate change and to explicitly lay out the risks their businesses face from a warmer planet. How can BlackRock ensure that companies are environmentally sustainable or are doing things on climate change? How can they be a judge of that? I think that's the $20,000 question, is how is BlackRock actually going to evaluate companies in a sort of real-time basis with how they're doing on the environment, given it's not as binary a thing? You can't build an Excel spreadsheet that says, is this person good at environmental policy? You actually have to dig in and evaluate that company. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about environmental issues, it's lazy to say, well, energy companies and oil companies are bad, and these other companies are good. There's a way to evaluate Exxon as a good corporate steward of this because of some of their policies, and there's a way to say they're bad at it. But there's plenty of other companies that are not carbon neutral, I worked for a newspaper. We cut down a bunch of trees. Mm -hmm. How are we? I Mm -hmm. I don't know. So it's a judgment call. It's a judgment call. And so they're going to have to really spend some time and figure out what is it about environmental issues that they're going to prioritize. It's a really important and unanswered question. In the short term, BlackRock has asked companies to use some disclosure guidelines that already exist for all of this. But some companies are wondering what else BlackRock might want them to disclose in the future. The move BlackRock ends up making here could help standardize these sorts of disclosures across all companies, which could be a helpful tool for sustainable investing. Sustainable investing is a growing market. A lot of investors, especially in recent years, have been moving their money toward funds that prioritize climate change and other social issues. Last year, investors pumped more than $20 billion into sustainable funds, That's nearly four times more than the year before, by some estimates. As part of its initiative, BlackRock says it's going to create more sustainable funds like these for its clients. Still, the funds will only make up a fraction of the $7 trillion that BlackRock manages for individuals and institutions. For the rest of the companies it invests in, BlackRock is going to have to rely on its pressure campaign— which raises questions about just how aggressive BlackRock is going to be. Remember, BlackRock sends out these letters every year. And while this year's letter was more strongly worded than in the past, the company's words haven't always been followed up with strong action. 
They have not been voting against big slates. They have not been voting against management's pay. They send letters and they've been sort of scaring people, but they haven't actually moved with their vote. At some point, if they keep sending letters and don't follow through, people will stop believing them. BlackRock says that last year, the firm did vote against companies' recommendations on 8% of proposals globally. But even if BlackRock were to vote more often against company recommendations, there's a question about how people should feel about letting a Wall Street firm use its power in this way to make this type of judgment call. As a society for the last X hundred of years, that's been the role of governments. The role of governments is to provide laws and values. They are elected officials that have been told to do this. The wrinkle with BlackRock being put in this position is now we are asking, in essence, we have put enough pressure on BlackRock to do this and serve the role of what governments have traditionally in society. But to that point, there are definitely some people who say that governments aren't doing enough. And so a company is exactly the thing that you should be putting pressure on to affect this sort of change because you can influence them by just moving your money someplace else if they're doing something that you don't like. Absolutely. Look, investors move with their feet. They move with their money. So Fidelity cut how expensive it was to trade at Fidelity. And guess what? They had like the best fourth quarter you've ever seen. So BlackRock just made this decision. They have made climate change a priority. And I think it'll be interesting to see if BlackRock's decision has any impact on whether their customers keep their money with BlackRock or given an option, choose somebody else. You know, BlackRock makes these decisions because of its customers. BlackRock didn't just wake up one morning and decide to do this. The executives at BlackRock and even the people on the ground hear from their customers. There are millions of us around the world that invest with BlackRock. And what they're doing is trying to reflect us. And if we as a society are pushing on BlackRock to be our voice, to go after these companies, they are going to reflect that. And so, in essence, what this says is that BlackRock feels it's getting enough pressure from society to make changes that it has to do something. Right now, that pressure from a large part of society is clearer than ever. And BlackRock isn't the only company making announcements about climate change and sustainability. Last week, Microsoft announced a pledge to remove all the carbon it has ever produced from the atmosphere by 2050. And Nestle, the world's largest food company, announced an initiative that would cut its use of plastics made from fossil fuels by one-third by 2025. All of these announcements came ahead of the gathering of world leaders and business executives at the World Economic Forum in Davos, which kicked off this week. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink was in attendance. A top issue on the Davos 2020 agenda is climate change. That's all for today, Wednesday, January 22nd. Additional reporting for this episode by Don Lim. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.